Kelsey, are you on the naughty list this year? No, I'm nice all the time. <laughs> and so are both my kids. <laughs> it's nice how that works out. My dogs are not. So, <laughs> so I'm Cece Jaconi. And I'm Kelsey Bullman. And this is Go Big or Go Decom. And what did we watch this week? We watched The Naughty Nine, which is brand new, premiered the day before Thanksgiving on yeah. the Disney Channel. Yeah, so it's the newest DCOM 2023. Uh, we should just start and say, spoiler alert, we we, we are, are not holding back. We're um, going to recap the whole thing. So if you'd thing. like to watch it, go watch it. It's streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. It's the perfect time. That's why we wanted to cover it right away. Yeah, and I, I think it's also worth saying that we are a family-friendly podcast. So, of course, that means that our language will be kept nice and clean. And it also means that we are big fans of the big guy in the North Pole. We right? are true believers. No discussion on this podcast. We Absolutely not. In Santa. So, Kelsey, can you kind of lay the groundwork for us? What, what are we watching? The Naughty Nine. It is a Christmas heist movie, which is not a genre we've covered before. About... Ocean's Eleven decom edition yes, is what I wrote. Very, <laughs> very Ocean's Eleven. I loved it. Um, it's about eight children and one adult <laughs> who are going to the North Pole. Um, many of the children are on the naughty list and they want their presents that they believe they've rightfully earned from Santa. Yeah. Um, they on Christmas morning, they they didn't have anything from Santa. There were very specific gifts that were missing. I guess we'll we'll get into that. But I do think just a little bit of a background uh, on it, too. Um, adults are neither on the naughty or the nice list. It just doesn't matter. Adults Correct. are on no list. Adults get no presents no from presents. Santa, which actually makes a lot of sense. So I just appreciated that little detail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can start right at the beginning and jump right in. Interestingly, this is the third movie to actually not be labeled a Disney Channel original movie, but a Disney original movie. Hmm. But it's still, it's the same idea. They just switched it over, I guess, because eventually they're probably going to phase out the Disney Channel streaming is taking over sure. the budget seemed much higher. And we'll continue Very, to talk yeah, about the, this. Um, the set uh the costumes the effects i thought to myself no wonder disney is just hemorrhaging money in the streaming department because how yeah. much did they spend on this movie so yeah, it was kind of nuts so we start it's the day i guess the last day of school before christmas break yes and um, we're in the principal's office with our main character andy who is a, a trickster I'll call him a trickster I saw some people online call him a con man I wouldn't really describe him as that I think he was a con man it oh. was so funny <laughs> going into this movie and knowing the premise I was like what sorts of things are they gonna have kids doing that yeah. made them on the naughty list and then immediately this was fun because it was the first movie I hadn't seen that we've watched I haven't seen every Disney Channel okay. original movie but this was the first one I had not seen so you went in cold so I went in cold I watched the trailer but okay. I still hadn't seen any of it before. So yeah, we were like, why is he in the principal's office? Um, he set the classroom on fire. He says Fair he did enough. Mm-hmm. But he, he did. <laughs> that was arson. Yes. Um, a, a, a little side note. The principal kind of runs through some of the things that he's done in the past. And he faked yogurt rewards for his grandma. And I just thought that yeah. was hilarious. He was like, to be fair, the price of yogurt has gotten out of control. I was like, yes, actually, and, and yes. he's right. <laughs> As someone Amazing. with a toddler, he is so right. Um, and so, yes, yeah, she's 
he's in the principal's office for getting in trouble. We learn, though, in our next scene that this was act he purposefully got sent to the principal's office to pull off a mini heist at the beginning of the film. And at this time, it's the biggest heist he's ever done. It's ever but done. He, we will see. His, yeah. He and his best friend, Dulce, who is Black. She's also Hispanic, but she's mm-hmm. a Black character. So another yeah. Black best friend of ours. Sure. Um, Dulce are stealing. They're not stealing. They're taking back all of the confiscated items from the confiscation locker because and today's the only day you can do it. It's the last day of the semester. So they're being donated. Right. And it's fairly complicated. I mean, he stole the key. He picked the, the principal's pocket when he went in to give her a hug. He looked over at her desk to see what time it was being picked up. And him and Dulce go through a plan. They swap carts. He edits a video of the principal very quickly to let all the students know that they can leave early. Even though yeah, to just kind of cause some to, chaos. To yeah. distract teachers that they could make the switch of the cart. And then there was a fun... We think that they're caught by the principal. Yeah. And Dulce thinks that they've been caught. He did a little switcheroo, even Dulce yeah. didn't. A, a little decoy uh, bag from the heist mm-hmm. that was actually filled with cookies, not the items from the confiscation closet. And then she says, Well, now how are we going to get them outside? And he said, The janitor's taking them outside. He put them in the trash. Yep. Which was very Ocean's Eleven. Absolutely. It's just like, or I guess, yeah. In Ocean's Eleven, the SWAT team takes out, they go out dressed as the SWAT team, but it just felt very, the music, the way they clipped the scenes together, mm-hmm. the way it went back and forth, it was very Ocean's Eleven reminiscent. I mean, that's a big, or The Sting is the original heist movie. I don't yeah. know if you've seen The Sting. I have not seen The Sting. And it's really good. So you get to this point, they have the items from the confiscation closet, which were originally theirs. You're like, okay, this is fair enough. They want their stuff back. Um, But they do not just give things back to kids who they belong to. They sell them. And so that you kind of see this like extra level of like trickery of, you know, naughtiness. It's it's not exactly steal from the rich to give to the poor, even though that's what Andy would want us to believe. <laughs> he, yeah, he felt justified. Yeah, he did feel justified in it. And... Yeah. So uh, then we we go home with with Andy and uh, discover that his parents think that he is just an upstanding child. Cl- clueless doesn't begin to cover these parents. We talk about parenting on the show. This is. It's not, I guess, bad parenting, but they're just clueless. Well, and I think that's the shift that we talked about in our last episode of the the movie being for families and, you know, mm-hmm. meant to be enjoyed by parents uh, as well to the shift of it just being for kids, um, you know, because I don't think any parent would watch that and be like, oh, what a wonderful family, you know, because, yeah, right. the parents are just very obviously clueless. He has the older sister who's trying to, you know, ring the bell, trying to be like, look at all the bad things he's done. And they think that she's just, you know, absolutely does disconnected from reality the school I guess doesn't call people when children get sent to the principal's office and he's like oh I had to help fix the wi-fi and the dad's just like makes sense you fix our wi-fi here <laughs> exactly no, that's not how it works <laughs> realistic though like <laughs> IT people <laughs> uh, yeah so that was a little they were definitely clueless parents their whole existence in this movie is to be clueless parents they don't yeah. like you said there's no sort of like a plot line for the parents at all yeah like we saw in johnny tsunami where yeah they, they kind of serve as a foil 
a little bit mm -hmm. of a foil, you know, just like a small obstacle to, to, you know, make sure that, that every, all their, uh, boxes are checked off, but yeah, they, they really, they're not characters under themselves. They have no character arc. Um, they're just there for, we then yeah. switch to after dinner, he's discussing with his sister. She's reading a book called the art of pathological liars, <laughs> which is hilarious. That was funny. Classic older sibling. Yes, exactly. She's trying to tell him he's a pathological liar. Laurel is his sister's name. Yes. She's a redhead. So her life's pretty hard <laughs> and she's a sister. <laughs> no one listens to, um, and so she, they have a conversation. Basically, they don't get along at all as siblings. No. It's a, it's a classic brother and sister don't get along. Mm -hmm. And then we see the parents talking about a pilot the father works with who said a reindeer hit his airplane. And then the next scene is Christmas morning. Andy wakes up. He's all excited. He has presents from his family. Right, from his parents. His, his sister gets a leotard from Santa. That. And, and the parents kind of reveal that they didn't know that she was going to get that. So right. the the premise is, is that that was really from Santa. That was not the parents pretending to be Santa. Santa really gave her this gift. Yes. And the parents are clueless. As parents tend to be in these movies, they're not believers. Mm -hmm. Right. We see that in Elf and other Christmas movies. The parents aren't Santa believers. But, and he is like, where's my Santa present? And it's because he wanted a gaming console. He did not get it. He, he calls over to his friend Dulce. We learned she did not get the archery set she wants. Shout out to Cole's Dulce. That's a really cool gift. It's a cool gift. Katniss. Yes. Katniss, Katniss coded. Um, yes, we saw, we did flash to Dulce on her Christmas morning. We saw her family. She wasn't like the center of attention. She has four siblings. This is the first movie we saw where the main character had a sibling. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Huh, that's kind of strange. I guess it just makes the plot line simpler when when they're only children and yeah, all the attention is on on them. Yeah, so that was that was pretty realistic. She's she's one of five kids, and we also they don't make a huge deal out of it, but it is the first time that we're seeing in a decom uh, a child who has two dads. So yes. we'll we'll they're just make note of that. Yeah, really characters at all? We, no, we just it's just a, a side note. A, a little. We see a clip of her crazy Christmas morning where she's she. We learned both of her. She has two sets of twins as siblings, and she's yeah, and they're just child, running so around. She, and... She's all kinds of left out here. <laughs> yeah, which I think is realistic and and is good to be included, just kind of as a as a plot mm -hmm. note. It does come up later. Um, when they need to head to the North Pole and she's like, my parents don't really realize whether I'm there or not. Um, God, so a lot going on. And she yeah. does say later, like, both everyone in my house has a person except me, which sounded really difficult, actually. We can yeah, talk about that yeah, more yeah. later. Yeah, um, for sure. And so we go to Lewis's house, who is a, I guess, younger student. I will say these child actors were very age appropriate. They were, yeah. Th there was uh, one of them who we'll get to, John Anthony. I was like, yeah, he looks like a 10-year-old, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. He, he looks like he's 10 years old. He's small. He's, you know, uh, yeah, for sure. And so Lewis is kind of, uh, there. there is a, a little bit of a stereotype here where he's, you know, the Asian uh, tech nerd. Um, yes. But they go to his house and what did they discover? They discover Lewis got a lovely computer from Santa. He's on the nice he, list. <laughs> he's on the nice list. He has found Santa's village. There's mm -hmm. a spot in the North Pole that you cannot see except for 1159 
59 on Christmas Eve, then you can see there's a blip for one mm-hmm. second. And he, so he knows where Santa's village is. And this is when Andy hatches his plan. We're going to go to the North Pole. We're going to get our presents. And Lewis says, take me with you. I've been looking for this for, he apparently spent three years looking for it. He also has created an algorithm that finds every child who's posted online about not getting a gift from Santa. Thus, he's created his own naughty list. It's pretty amazing. I will say, though, that there just, then I get, I, I made some notes later that we can get to, but just the premise that they would have gifts there at all, like this idea that like yeah. Santa made them gifts and then just decided not to give them, like that was weird to me. Like, I guess what, he's giving them the chance to be good right until the last second. And that was exactly the the note that I made because, spoiler alert, they do get there and there are the, the gifts are there. And yeah, just this idea that, uh, you know, at any point they could go into the nice list. Uh, I don't know. You're Jesus, right. I Jesus figure. Assume, <laughs> I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't assume that Santa just is hanging. And Santa's just hanging on to him just to, I guess, like hold him over their head till the next year. He's got a vault full of gifts he didn't give out. Yeah. So Andy decides that he needs a team if he's going to pull off this heist because it's, it's a pretty a big one. And this um, is when we cl- cut to gathering our team. We've got Hayu, of other kids who are also on the naughty list. Exactly. She's our getaway driver. She's on the naughty list for reckless driving. Yep. We get. We have Rose, Rose who's an she, animal whisperer. Which is a weird thing. Everyone just immediately is like, okay. Yeah, and we need an animal whisperer, and I don't know, I, I thought she was hilarious, because she, like, doesn't know how to get along with people. With humans? Like, there's, there's a, she's got a couple lines later that are very, like, Yeah, I mean, I, I think we particular. could spoil them, because uh, it'll take forever if we follow yeah. each character through the she's whole like, movie. She's like, basements are a great place to meet rats. <laughs> and yeah, and, and, and Johnny's like, like, I hate that, you just said that. I was like, me too. And they're, like, planning, like, okay, tell your parents that, you know, we're gonna have a sleepover, and she was like, my parents would immediately know that something's wrong. Right, I <laughs> like, don't have friends. I don't have friends. <laughs> Poor kid. And then they're like, just tell them that like a dog has a hurt paw and you have to stay overnight. And she's like, oh no, is the puppy okay? <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah. There Amazing. are some funny lines. Um, after Andy's thought- gathered everybody, they well, we'll go through this, but they meet in his basement. And he goes, we're going to steal, we're going to rob Santa's vault. I wrote down the exact line. Yeah, we're going to rob the North Pole. And it was very, we're going to, I'm going to steal the declaration. Yeah, no, this movie was genuinely funny. Like, it, it, it was, was, it was, it was good. good. Yeah. And like we said, the production value was up there. Yeah. Um, We meet Bethany as a gymnast. Mm-hmm. She is a gymnast who competes against Laurel um, and his older sister. She is mean. She's mean as uh, all get do, out, but very good. She's very good, and we it's very Simone Biles-esque. She's also an African-American woman. Well, no, she's yeah, a child. Very diverse um, cast. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. But interesting that still the main figure is white. Is white. And a man. Yeah, and, and, and a man, yeah. He's so, a child. <laughs> oh, we do pass the Bechdel test in the scene where we get Bethany because she's being mean to Laurel. We're bullying, hey. but we're passing the Bechdel test. <laughs> Um, and then that. we introduce John Anthony. It says, don't know why he's on the naughty list. He designs and sells his own clothing. He's pretty cool. He seems cooler he than I was cool. when I was 10. He's he's uh, very cocky. I wouldn't even say self-confident. He's very cocky. He says later, I, I can't help it that my natural swagger gives off self-confidence. And I was like, 
I, I want to be more like you. <laughs> so we have this team. That was everybody, right? That we get? Yeah. That we yes. have so far. Oh, um, we have little Albert. Yeah, who Albert. had actually conned Andy earlier when he yes. was selling the confiscation closet. He got his stuff back yes. for free. So he's supposed to be eight and he's adorable and he gets yes. everything he wants because he's adorable. So just I, I had, might, might be able to use that. <laughs> if I had watched this movie at eight, I would have been like, that's me. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, what could I add to this heist? I'm the adorable one. That's what I would have thought at eight. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, and, and so we kind of get this interesting uh, backstory, which is that all of the kids see themselves as like a victim, as being wronged by Santa, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was very interesting. They don't believe that this was just, you know, um, that they that they really think that they deserve the gifts uh, from Santa. And so that's what they're going to do. They're going to go and they are going to serve justice and steal their gifts back. So and they go into Andy's basement. We're in Andy's basement. We are planning our coup of the North Pole. Um, Bethany shows up and she's kind of mean to Laurel, which is what, not kind of, she's mean to Laurel. Um, And that sets Laurel off. She gets the parents to come down to the basement, but Andy covers up by saying they're starting a recycling club. He's very quick on his feet. Like Andy should do improv. He's very quick on his feet. The cinematography in this even was not just, it was so much better. Yeah, the camera work. There's a transition from a sandwich to gym mats. That was really good. There's a lot of good camera work because um, especially in the heistier scenes, we're going back and forth quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, the well transitions are just really good. Yeah, they are. And so I looked up the budget was supposed to be 32 million. That's so much money for a decom. That's so much money. That's probably the biggest budget. And then I looked up high school musicals. That's what I was six wondering. Million. That's amazing. That's incredible. And okay. high school musical is legendary. <laughs> it's legendary and yeah that's it's it's nuts so they they reveal that the presents are are in a vault in the north pole (laughs) in santa's workshop and so there's all these different pieces as to how they're going to get there um santa is obviously the bad guy they do not want to get caught by santa uh, which is very antagonist yeah santa i mean the closest i would compare it to is like elf where like well, no, not e- uh, uh, there's nothing where Santa's the bad guy. There, it just it doesn't happen. Um, so, but they're worried about getting caught. And Andy has this line where he says, "You know, like if we get caught, we're going to be ground grounded for life." And I, I made a note. And I was just like, "How? Like, why would your parents? Like, your parents? Santa's going to ground you?" <laughs> yeah, like how? Anyway, so that was just a side note that I, you know, just this mm-hmm. idea that like the biggest punishment that they could face is being grounded and not like. I don't know, being kidnapped by elves. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm surprised no one asked how we're going to get there. So we go to the next scene is him going to work with his dad and his clueless dad is like, I'm surprised you wanted to come to work with me. And he's reading off of it. Do you notice this? He's reading off of an index card. He's like, I've always wanted to see what a regional manager of a you know, <laughs> distribution center does every yes. day. I absolutely he, love it. He finds the pilot who hit a reindeer but no one believes him yeah so he's kind of down on his luck because no one believes him he says before he's allowed to fly again he needs to have a psychological evaluation psychological evaluation and he agrees to fly them to the north pole i would not have agreed because that's kidnapping 
yeah and also to get some sort of vindication you know and he kind of sells it like you know we're gonna prove that you're right and you're not crazy Mm -hmm. so the pilot's name is bruno which amazing Um, bruno i'm gonna say it he's kind of cute he's kind of cute kind of rugged because he's down on his luck he is yeah he's he's got like a five o'clock shadow yeah i was here for it but yeah no it's it's not not a good look for bruno bruno's a grown adult I to will the North Pole all repeat, by himself. Bruno is our only adult on the team. Bruno yeah. is a grown adult. So like, everyone else is a very young child. But. So for everyone, once they they're added to the team, a little card flashes on saying their name and what their skill is and why they're on the naughty list. And that's where we get Bruno. He's an adult, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's he's here wanting to get wanting to be vindicated. Uh, we go home and uh-huh. we learn Bethany has dropped out of the plan. She convinced her parents to buy her the phone she wanted from Santa anyway, so she's out. Yeah. So she had no reason to go. Um, kind of hate, kind of hate Bethany, you know? Bethany's kind of worse. She's never the worst. Yeah, so. So we, we, need, we need a gymnast because the problem is, is that in the bolt where the, the presents are kept, there's uh, like a gap, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they need a gymnast who can flip over it to actually get How to the How does Santa bowl. do it? Magic? Magic, yeah. Okay. Maybe a reindeer, just jumps on a reindeer. a reindeer. Oh yeah, probably a reindeer. Yeah. Um, just, just like, like a horsey? <laughs> That's what I was envisioning. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing. So he convinces Laurel to go using some you know, reverse psychology. He tells her Bethany's not going because she couldn't. She couldn't hack it. She was afraid that she couldn't do it. But I told her I don't need her because I've got my sister Laurel and she can do anything. She's the best gymnast. She's the yeah. best gymnast. So, so Laurel agrees. She does. Again, not on the naughty list, but uh, but she agrees to go. This is where we tell all our parents we're going to sleepover at people's houses that they hadn't met. And now sleepovers, a lot of parents don't let their kids even have sleepovers nowadays. Yeah, not and anymore. Which honestly, like I really understand. <laughs> I get it. Sorry, kids. Yeah, <laughs> I at least would not let my children have sleepovers at people I've never met houses. Right. A but fun again, backstory from my childhood is that I got invited to my first sleepover when I was in first grade and my parents felt like they should do, you know, they didn't really know the family. So they called them and felt like they should get to know them. And uh, my mom said, do you have any guns in the house? And the the family was like, yeah, we do. And my mom was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to the sleepover? I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> they just wanted to she, know. She just like, like you know that was a question that that she should ask but she wasn't ready for step two right she hadn't really thought it through um yeah so uh so everyone's going on sleepovers we find out that dulce has this amazing gift where she can sound like a parent uh on the phone so that's kind of how they get around it was funny to hear her talk like a parent but i wouldn't have i would not let my children sleep over at some yeah that was just a fundamental fundamental flaw but all uh, our parents are clueless, so they are yeah. just there as plot devices. So we meet up, we get on the airplane, we ride in the airplane. Yep. We- uh, John Anthony, I don't think we said it. Uh, he Well, we said he was master of disguise, but he is a clothing designer. It's John mm-hmm. Anthony Originals. So he is putting together the elf costumes for everybody. Everybody gets hats uh, because they don't have pointy ears. So Right. We got to cover up got our ears. One. He designs these elf costumes. We learn these are the first things he's ever designed. All of his originals are actually copies. 
Yeah. So he has So a, that's why he's on the naughty list is that he is uh a fake. A fake, yes. But the elf costumes he designs are adorable. Also, he can sew he does actually sew all of the things he, he sells. Does. Yeah. He just absolutely. doesn't design it. I feel like sewing's the harder part. I feel like John Anthony should give himself more credit. I don't know. I feel like getting because what I was thinking when uh I think it's Rose that puts on the first costume. And when mm-hmm. she comes out, it's fit really well. And I was thinking that like getting the proportions right, you know, to get like a tight waist, but then to have mm-hmm. the flare. Um, that's like a design thing that like I don't that's I wouldn't think true. about. That's true. But he uses real antique clasps. <laughs> he is one of he does he is one of our side characters. So some of the side characters have some character arc and some do not. Um, yeah. Bethany obviously didn't before she left him so he John Anthony this is the first thing he designed on his own he learns he actually can be a designer he talks about that later in the movie the elf costumes are adorable all the kids look great as they are as. and they get to the North Pole and it's very quiet so they figured that everybody you know Christmas time it's it's really busy um they must just take naps afterwards right. <laughs> uh Albert distracts an elf that we can get through the village uh we kind of crash land into the north pole and bruno waits on the plane while everyone goes in albert distracts an elf so that we can walk through the village albert pretends it's just lost it's just lost out there in the woods yeah. and the elf come across Coco. santa's workshop i got hot chocolate this morning because i this movie made me want hot chocolate yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I normally, I'm pretty much an all-weather iced coffee drinker, uh, but there was on Tuesday morning, it was really, really cold, it was like 20 degrees, um, and I checked it while while my car was warming up, it felt like one degree, and so I went to Dunkin' and, and got, got a hot coffee, but that's the problem with hot coffee is that, like, I got to work, I started doing stuff, I kind of forgot about it, and it got cold immediately, so it's just... Doesn't your iced coffee melt, though? It, well, it melts a lot slower than hot coffee gets cold. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. Because the coffee is already cold, you know, they're, it's, mm-hmm. they're closer in temperature. But you're right, especially in the summertime, um, it, it does does melt pretty quickly. So they get to Sino's workshop, they come in, they realize they actually are not dressed like elves. Everybody, oh, well, so they walk in the workshop and the elves were not sleeping. They were having an after Christmas party. How long uh, after Christmas is this? How long have they been partying? Well, they're not back at school. So I guess just so, a couple days. Seems yeah. like a three or four day elf party. It's in that Chris, between Christmas and New Year's period. Yeah, right. So they're not dressed, dressed like the elves. They stand out. Everyone kind of looks at them. This elf comes up and is kind of giving them a hard time. And then he has the absolute best line ever. You think that they're going to get caught, that they're going to get in trouble. The whole heist is over. And he goes... I'm just roasting your chestnuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. that was a good one. <laughs> Andy thought on his um feet quick because the elf says, "I don't recognize any of you." Well, we should say Hyun and Rose have left to go to the stables. Bruno's still on the plane. Lewis left to go infiltrate security, and Albert's with an elf. So we've got a we've got four people together here. Right, our team is a little bit smaller. Uh, that's on camera because everyone is. Doing right. their own responsibilities. It's a, it's a heist, so we do a lot of switching back and forth between people doing things. Yeah, um, yeah one of yeah, the, the North Pole has, uh, interestingly, just kind of standard security, like no magic security. It's just, 
you know it is it's it's cameras and um, he's looking <laughs> the, the one security officer is looking at them on a screen yeah. uh but yeah they they say i don't recognize any of you and, and andy again thinks quick on his feet and he goes we've been on mall duty in cleveland we just got back up here our reindeer broke his leg or our sleigh broke <laughs> or something like that and that's what the kid i'm just roasting your chestnuts and it's a little bit scary that he's able to think of lies so easily and so it, so realistically like he i think when santa said use your powers for good i think he meant andy like try to get on snl <laughs> <laughs> yeah become an actor right Don't. because you're you're great but you uh the, you're too not you're too good at being naughty yeah everyone absolutely. else is sort of just kind of i don't know they have their things but andy is like at his core (laughs) naughty he's our master you need a mastermind he is he's He's a troublemaker he's our sandra bullock Mm -hmm. he is carrying this so we're we're at the party um there's a really great elf conga line there's an elf conga line dulce joins it they're speaking different languages which is fun yeah it's a very international celebration which is super cool carols they have um Bavinka, which is a Filipino, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, rice cake that looked mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. All good stuff. Uh, John Anthony is Filipino. So yes, yes. Uh that that comes up because he eats it and he says, Don't tell my Lola, I believe, which is uh gra- Filipino grandmother. Yeah. Which that's is nice. a very like, I feel like that's something that a lot of people would say. Like I say my Aunt Vera makes like the best like rolls ever. So I yeah. feel like if I ate a roll that I thought that I was like, this is the best roll ever, I would be like, don't tell it. Right. <laughs> I would so totally funny. be like, don't tell my Nona. Um, yes, exactly. May, may she rest in peace. <laughs> 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Very realistic. So yeah, we go through our heist. We go up a lot of stairs. They're complaining about how many stairs. We leave the party to go up the stairs. We went And it's the kind party. of it obvious that they're leaving. It's very, it's, it's not very subtle. Because no. of the number of stairs. <laughs> so this is exactly how i go upstairs for the record they're complaining the whole way she's like dulce's like it's a billion stairs <laughs> I'm like, that would be me climbing and i have little legs <laughs> yeah so i'm very tiny <laughs> dear listener i'm very petite actually uh cc is as well yes <laughs> absolutely we get into the workshop we see toy making devices and sewing machines and things and on the wall is the whole naughty list just flipping through the nice list doesn't seem to be here, though. No, it's not. It's just the naughty list. It kind of looks like a train arrival board. Yeah. And it's just kind of flipping through all of the naughty kids uh, in the world. And and it's kind of interesting for Andy. He sits there and he sees it. And there's this, like, realization, um, you know, kind of settles in for him that, that you know, this is real. Um, mm-hmm. To listeners, I'm sorry. My dog Rocco is in the background. He is very uh, upset that he's being left out right now. Uh <laughs> reindeer that um rose and hyun are managing in the stables at this time because we're loading up the reindeer because they're a getaway car are so good looking i mean they're obviously just cgi they're not using real reindeers and yeah great it makes me think of like there's reindeers in the original santa claus that are Mm -hmm. like animatronics and they look like you know i realized that movie was made in the like early 90s was very old and i was wondering I, I saw a TikTok of some uh, some people discussing the original Santa Claus uh, earlier this week, and I was wondering: Are you a fan of the Santa Claus? Does that it. like ranking in your top it in your top ten? Oh yeah, I would say the only Christmas movie I don't like is The Christmas Story. I've never seen a Christmas Story. It's not good. Don't watch it. Okay, 
I, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, I won't, listeners, I won't be taking feedback. <laughs> I do not like a Christmas story. Oh, and speaking I, of which, we got our first feedback this week. <laughs> oh, yes. Shout out to the, the listener, or I guess the watcher on YouTube, who commented on our Cadet Kelly video and said that he or she also likes oh. to do math sitting down, which was a minor plot point in Cadet Kelly. I can so. relate. I agree. Thank yeah. you, dear listener, watcher. That's great. All right. So we have infiltrated Santa's workshop. We see the naughty list. Um, we get, yes. We realize yeah. this is all real. Santa really did put us on the naughty list. And this is when we do see Andy start to realize this is all happening. Lewis, the security guard, comes back. Lewis didn't have a chance to turn off the cameras. Mm -hmm. And he has to hide from security. In hiding, he leaves his radio out and yeah. on. So just a little bit of tension there. Mm -hmm. um, we learn, uh, Dulce takes out a security camera though, even though it's on with Snowball, go Dulce. Yeah, way to go. Go into a, a gorgeous set piece of, we're in an ice tunnel and it's yeah. beautiful. It is, yeah, it is really interesting. The just, yeah, that a combination of camera work of the special effects of everything. So they get and there, they, and they spent money on it because it could have just been a hallway, and I would obviously, been yeah, upset. We get there, and we're at the spot where Laurel has to jump. Yeah, so there's a chasm that separates them from the vault where their presents are, and it's quite big, and it there are lots of uh, pointy um, icicles that seem terrifying but honestly if i don't know icicles in my mind are just very fragile and so yeah. like using them as like a threatening piece uh doesn't, doesn't i guess these are magical fair enough fair enough these are santa's icicles yeah. so laurel says i don't i can't do it she sits down she takes off her elf jacket though to reveal an adorable leotard again beautiful Amazing. costuming she looks like a peppermint stick um, was that her costume for states that she got from Santa? No, that oh, was different. okay. That was like red, white, and blue. There's no blue on this. So Andy is actually kind of genuinely nice to her and mm -hmm. tries to give her a pep talk and says, "You know what? You can do it." Um, and when she says she can't, he's like, "Okay, there will be another way. Don't worry." Like he he's pretty genuinely yeah. nice. Um, which I don't know. It's is interesting because you kind of see that like beginning of of some character development um this idea that he, he's trying to be nice but then you remember that he is getting something out of this so is, yes. is he just lying or we've seen him con people throughout the movie yeah so there's there's so, a little bit of question of you know we is this legit the best yeah um, absolutely and she gets up she does the her jump and yeah. she does it she makes it to the other side she flips the switch yeah. and everyone else can run over and we learn there's a key or a you need a code to get into the vault. The vault um, is he, locked. And, and, and they're all birds. a little bit. Oh. <laughs> she goes, why? What did she say? What's with all the birds? <laughs> <laughs> Which is legitimate. And then they realize that they have to sing the entire 12 days of Christmas song. So they start, you know, on the first day of Christmas. And then when they stop. It resets. It resets. So they have to sing the whole song, get it right the whole way. They can't stop. And can't I wrote in my notes, them. this is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, I just realized I don't know, like, I don't know them. I knew a partridge in a pear tree and then it went to the second one and I was like, oh, I forgot. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but when it's are the, the lords are leaping? How many lords are leaping? Seven, seven swans are swimming, six geese are laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, calling birds, three, French, three hens, French hens, two hens, turtle doves, and a partridge. Okay, so you, you and I could get lords. To six. Eleven lords are leaping. Is it ten lords? Eight. Lords are leaping? eight. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so it's a good we thing we're on the nice list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're not we gonna not get our presents back it's a good thing we're not robbing the north pole yeah there we go um uh, really i should have looked up that whole song but they stand there they sing it it's funny because it flashes back they're like sitting down at one point they're like exhausted <laughs> from singing the song uh which is funny. funny we do see we we flip to um Hayun and rose at the reindeer and they have a, a really nice bonding moment where rose is like the animals don't care that I'm weird or that my hair looks bad or anything like that. They don't yeah. care that I'm not cool. And Hayun says, I think you're cool. You're like a weird cool. But <laughs> they, it's, it was a cute friendship. That was a cute arc for those yeah. two side characters. Which is very nice. So yeah, so so they sing it. They end up, end up getting into the vault. Everyone gets their presents. John Anthony gets a sewing machine. A very fancy cool. one. A very and fancy one. Rose is getting a boa constrictor santa if you bring my children a boa constrictor please don't you're not allowed to because i live in hawaii so santa that's illegal but <laughs> horrifying imagine like someone just gives you an animal you didn't ask for that eats other animals yeah pretty terrifying um and in the vault what does laurel do she takes the phone that was meant for bethany because Laurel's on the nice list. Her, she got her present. Her present is not right. in the vault. So she takes what was supposed to be Bethany's present. Mm -hmm. So our getaway driver, we take all the toys that we believe are rightfully ours. No one else takes anything that isn't theirs. Lewis is assumed, assumably not getting anything. Yeah, he's um, just in it because he's always kind of dreamed of seeing the North Pole. And that was kind of his deal. Bruno's here to redeem himself. Yeah. Which... So we... He does, we fair get, enough. <laughs> the girls pick us up in the sleigh. There's a big chase scene, which seemed like it would have cost a lot of money to produce. They built a whole set, a whole Christmas village for them. Yeah, the, the whole thing. I, I don't know how they would have done it. I mean, I, it's, it's funny, you know, like, would they have had it, like, the sleigh? So they have a sleigh filled with the gifts, Mm -hmm. and um and it's being led by reindeer but yeah when you question about the set it's like okay so maybe they had the sleigh that was pulled by like snowmobiles and then they just like undid it all in cgi i guess like completely green snowmobiles it was cute when she met dancer she was like you're famous it was like <laughs> meeting a celebrity Amazing. but it's a reindeer yeah and Bruno this is just one of those one of those movies that like it would have been really cool and i bet it probably is on disney channel uh if if we were to watch it, um, you know, like the behind the scenes, yeah. how they did stuff, it'd be really cool to see for this That'd one. That'd be fun. I'd love to see that. Um, so they have their the, high speed chase. The plane was cleared to take off early. Mm -hmm. And I guess Bruno's pretty bad at peer pressure because he just starts taking off. <laughs> yeah, well, they wanted him to leave because the elves feel like Bruno has, you know, uh, invaded their space. They don't want him to stay. It's very clear that you know, the North Pole is, and this happens actually when they're flying in, uh, where it says that, you know, they're invading airspace mm -hmm. and Bruno has the amazing line, my plane is sick. 
He's not good at lying. No, he's not very good at lying. Opposite of Andy. Um, there's also a cute part where he asks the elf, are you, are you sure the plane is fixed? Can we trust your mechanic? And he goes, yeah, she's my wife. Because <laughs> he goes, can we trust your guy? And then the elf flips it around on him for some, uh, yeah, she's yeah. my wife. Amazing. Incredible. I, I thought that made me laugh. I thought that was a funny Yeah, that was good. That was switcheroo. Good. So we have to jump into the plane because we will repeat, Bruno is leaving the eight miners he brought to the North Pole behind <laughs> because he was peer pressured by elves. And he only has so much landing strip to take off. Yes. So we're yeah. all jumping in one by one. Um, Andy says, I'll jump last, but instead of jumping, he slams on his brakes or I guess be, I don't their their reindeer slams on the reindeer's brakes <laughs> and takes the presents with him and stops he gets taken away and taken to he wants to see santa and everybody else is is, is taking away. off with andy left abandoned in the north pole which i think was the worst case scenario not getting grounded but getting abandoned in the north pole my i had some questions here okay. one all the children in the plane are like, should we go back for him? Blah, blah, Bruno apparently is not a part of this decision. Mm-mm. He's just going to let the children make all the choices here. And mm-hmm. B, um, what were the elves going to do? Like, what was their plan for Andy? Is there... Well, they took him to Santa. Right. What were they going to do after that? They were like, you saw Santa. Now let's go. Well, I mean, Santa could, like, take him back. They could take him back, maybe? They I don't know. It felt to me like he was going down. Santa goes to every house in one night. Like, it just seems Santa like... Santa didn't say. He, they were taking him away from Santa. It felt like elf jail. Okay, so Santa, kind of cool situation. Santa's black. Santa um, is dumb. Four-time Emmy-nominated actor Donny Glover. Danny Glover. Like, that incredible. was... And he's not in the movie for very long. It very much felt like... He, I mean, he's clearly the most famous actor in this movie it very much felt yeah. like he was like i have these three days and they were like we can make it work he's <laughs> dressed very classily a beautiful knit white sweater a deep burgundy suit he looks lovely yeah um and he does he you know he's talking to andy and kind andy of interrogates says, him yeah yeah and andy says and he shows them everyone who is with him on the naughty list Mm-hmm. and he says don't put them on the naughty list this was completely my idea just put me on the naughty list put me on the naughty list forever and uh santa changes it to be just laurel while we were on the sleigh laurel revealed to everyone that she had taken the phone and that's right. when Andy realized i've corrupted my sister i yeah. you know this was wrong and yeah and, and he has a line change i thought if i wasn't caught i didn't do anything wrong which actually, when you look at like the like how children mature, is like a very big maturity flipping point mm. of this. Uh, you know, it's, it's that there are inherently wrong actions. Um, it's not just if you get caught; just like there are inherently good actions, even if they're not recognized. Mm-hmm. So that's actually like a really key flipping point um, that that we're seeing, which I I think is really cool. See, see it, yeah, uh, I thought that was yeah. a good, I thought it was nice that being like punished didn't teach him that. It was seeing his sister who was on the nice list doing something I, very naughty. She took a cell phone that didn't belong mm-hmm. to her and was never meant to be hers. Right. And she was like, she said, this feels good. I thought being nice felt good, but this feels good. Right. And, and the sense that she deserved it, um, mm-hmm. which also was kind of echoed by the other kids. Uh, yeah. So everyone shows up. They came back for him. 
and Santa tells them, you are on the naughty list, but it's because of your actions. You can get off the naughty list at any point in time. I'm not asking you to change as a person. I'm asking you to use who you are for nice things and not naughty things. It was a really great speech by mm-hmm. Santa. I think it yeah. showed you don't like I liked that he said you don't have to change who you are you just and it's about your actions and it's what we talked about a little bit earlier he gives them the whole time to decide if they're naughty or nice and at the end of the day it's up to you it's not Santa's makes the list but he's not deciding who's naughty or nice it's up to us every day yeah that's great free will um I would be remiss yeah if I didn't make the connection to that's that's what the catholic church teaches about hell right (laughs) (laughs) is this idea that you know yeah you have the whole time and you're the one that chooses it for yourself so choose wisely and uh Bruno asks for a selfie with Santa Santa throws up a peace sign I thought that was very cute cute. (laughs) uh we cut back to walking home after I guess supposedly the next morning the sun seems to be rising Dulce's family did notice she was gone her dads were like we were so worried about you and I'm like yeah she really didn't tell them she was like she really thought they just wouldn't notice if she went to bed poor Dulce (laughs) she's like they missed me yeah they did which just seemed like a very 12 I feel like at 12 I would have been like yeah no one will notice if I'm gone of course they're gonna notice no one likes me they're supposed to be Mm -hmm. fifth graders her and Andy and then I guess Laurel's a little bit older um and we go to our parents not our parents laurel and andy's parents they they, also they're they say that the miracle is that the kids are getting along now right they're like (laughs) we know you weren't at bethany's house and they he tell andy does tell them the truth we got bruno to fly us to the north pole so that we could rob santa claus and we met him and um then you know him and laurel hug and the mom is like that is not true and the dad's like they're they're getting along that's all that matters (laughs) Again, just clueless parents. Then we have an epilogue to the next year, the last day of Christmas break, the following year. Um, Andy's being called to the principal's office again. Yep. Yeah. And in the principal's office is a Santa Claus. Amazing. I didn't make notes, and so I forget what happens. He said, (laughs) I need the, he said, I need the naughty nine. He's like, you're uh, not in trouble. I need the naughty nine. So, so they I set it up for a sequel. They very much set it up. And it very it very much seemed like a Avengers style, like I've gathered you together and now I need I need the naughty nine back. So we'll see if there are more naughty nines in the future. That was our recap. Anything else you wanted? There wasn't a lot of trivia because yeah, it's, it's brand, brand new. new. And there wasn't a lot of uh, the director, it was his first time directing a Christmas movie he said he was really excited he really enjoyed the scene building of building the north pole i read an interview with him and, nice. um yeah you know i i will say i'm not a big fan of seasonal movies um just in general interesting um so christmas so movies, what's your favorite christmas movie normally do you, are there any elf. that you watch yearly Elf. I, I i don't have to watch elf yearly um but you know if i haven't seen it for a year or two i miss it and it's just it's so so funny like it's so funny <laughs> i it so is. i i watched elf when i uh fun fact for listeners i was in the convent uh, a convent for three and a half years and i i watched it on christmas night with the community and there was this like 90 year 90 year old nun and she she couldn't hear very well so she wasn't like picking up on a lot of the jokes but <laughs> 
when Will Ferrell gets to the escalator, you know, and, and he bridges it with his, oh, you know, yes. with his legs, she died laughing. <laughs> and then when he's at the doctor's office and he's eating the cotton balls, <laughs> she, I, I just hear like from across the room, she just went, oh no. Oh, <laughs> so Elf, it's just like, and I saw so, like something on TikTok the other day that was like, you know, at this point, every single year when I watch Elf, this is where I laugh. And it's like the moment he gets to New York and gets hit by a taxi. And like, <laughs> it's just so good. Oh, for me, what gets me is when he starts eating all the gum underneath. Yeah, and he's like, oh. Because <laughs> Santa says the gum isn't free candy and he just eats all the gum and you're like, it's so gross. But it's, it's And Will Ferrell, I could never have acted Elf, I realized as an adult. Will Ferrell's just genuine like just innocent like in that character yes yeah. wonder that's what it is it's like I've said I having toddlers is having a toddler is really hard but I love hanging out with my son because things like when we see a garbage truck he's so excited to see a garbage truck yeah. and just things that do not happen to you as an adult and Will Ferrell has that throughout the entire time well, as that character and I think as an adult that's that's what you realize was so great as a child was that sense mm-hmm. of wonder was that like that question of you didn't know what was going to happen you know there was this this big question mark and so yeah Elf does a really good good job at that I mean National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a classic I've never seen that, what? I watch that? yes it's a classic okay. um it was like one of the first PG-13 movies I was like allowed to see. Just fun fact. That's so funny. So, uh, yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, I, I don't really like Halloween movies. I I like horror movies sometimes, but like that's Ooh. not specific to Halloween. Do you like Hocus Pocus though? Directed Never seen by... it. It is directed by Kenny Ortega, the, the decom <gasps> I master. Yes, directed by Kenny Ortega, decom, oh my gosh. decom king, the decom king, Kenny Ortega directed six decom decoms king. as well as High School Musical three, which premiered in theaters. Okay, yeah, so that's it. So his decoms were High School Musical one and two, mm-hmm. Camp Rock one and two. No, all three Descendants movies. Ah, uh, see, I haven't seen any of those. You see, he did all, and then he did Cheetah Girls two only two yeah oh, we're gonna get to do cheetah girls yes we are uh, so we'll get there eventually gotta love the cheetah girls so who was the best uh, one i think there was obviously no nostalgia although christmas in general is nostalgic it was fun that they have cell phones but when they're in the north pole they're using walkie-talkies so that that was i think a good call because it wouldn't date the movie very easily yeah um i thought direct tutorial wise that was a good call they kind of synchronized their watches which is which was cute and then i don't I think they would have had Kelly. service in mm, the north pole it was a plot yeah that makes sense i didn't think about that so yeah that was good you know it, that's interesting that you bring up the cell phones because i think that's one of the things that uh whenever i watch a movie and it's like the kids don't have cell phones mm-hmm. it's this this sense of like youth that that I don't think that kids today have because like I I think back to when I was I don't know 10 and most of what I watched you know my parents had control over mm-hmm. so I was really you know mainly watching stuff that was for kids and so I think it kept me young for a little bit longer than uh than maybe kids today have because they get exposed to things um much easily much more easily and a lot younger 
I will say that changes though, to put, you are the oldest of three and I'm oh, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. So I was allowed to watch a lot of stuff just because my older siblings were watching it. And it was like, what are we going to do? That's Where's fair enough. Go? That's fair so enough. I was yeah. I remember stuff. like crying when I was in eighth grade because I didn't know the music that other kids were listening to because in my car, we only listened to like Veggie Tales and like, mm. I don't know, Sesame Street CDs or whatever it was. So Veggie Tales does have some fire songs, I will say. <laughs> it's true, but it was not what the other eighth graders were listening to. Everybody has a water buffalo is a classic. Um, <laughs> fair enough, like, fair enough. If you, haven't, if you haven't heard the Excavator song by Blippi, it's worth a listen. <laughs> But yes, like when we were in eighth grade, like Fergalicious was out, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like, um, I didn't hurt Fergalicious. Like, one, two, two step uh, was one that. And you couldn't do the, I could do the dance. I, I could do the, the dance. dance on roller skates. I can roller skate. Why aren't there movies about roller skating? <laughs> well, well, now that we're adults, there are. I watched one. Uh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Brink, and I was going to say Andy Brink Brinker in line skates, which I can also do, but I. That is very different, though. Yeah, Brink. The balance Um, is totally different. It is. Yeah, no, um, because I have weak ankles. Fun fact about me. So I cannot (laughs) inline skate, but I can roller skate. Are you Mega Rock from Hercules? (laughs) I'm not. All right. So, Kelsey, how many uh, DCOM wand IDs? Yes, I'm Kelsey Bowman, and you're watching the Disney Channel. Um, It's tough, because this is the only one I'd only seen once. I'm trying to think, would I rewatch it? But I had a lot Mm. of fun watching it. I'd probably give it, I'd say a 6.5. I really liked the heist aspect. Mm -hmm. That was not a plot point we'd seen before. The cinematography and everything was great. I guess I wanted more character arcs from more characters. Like we said, the parents are not doing much of anything. Um, It's really just Andy as our main character who gets an arc and Laurel gets a kind of negative arc and then she redeems herself. Not all of our side characters get any sort of arc whatsoever. Well, there were a lot of characters. That's what it came down to. It was a pretty short movie. It's like it's under 80 minutes. Yeah, it's a pretty short movie. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six- point i'm gonna give it 6.5 you can also give it like something like a, a 0. 0.7 doesn't have to okay, be okay i'll give 5. it a 6.75 6.75 all right that's fair yeah. enough i'm gonna give it an eight it was absolutely hilarious <laughs> it, like i did laugh a couple i did laugh out loud which times. i did not expect um at all and the budget was... was clearly high you were not like this is it wasn't kind of like a some I love a Hallmark movie, like I've said before, but the, they are feels like they're all shot in the same place. Yeah, um, because they are, and this budget was very high. The cinematography was good. The like the writing was good. It when Andy said we're gonna rob the North Pole. I mean, I was Nicholas Cage who like yeah. it was it well, was good. And and that's the thing with this one is that I think when we grew up, there were a lot more decoms produced per year. You know, like, I remember there was one summer, the summer that Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off came out, that it was, like, there was one in June, there was one July, and one in August. Yeah. So those were much more, yeah, made-for-TV movies, right? There was that whole category. And that's really not what this was, which may be why they're not quite identifying it as a Disney Channel original movie, is to kind of separate it 
um, from that assumption that it's just a made-for-TV movie. And that was a time when made-for-TV was just such a lower production value and everything than a regular movie, whereas with Netflix and other streaming services like that making very large budget things that are direct to streaming, and then obviously it was amplified during COVID when premiere Mm -hmm. movies went straight to streaming. Right. Even now, some movies are streaming at the same time that they're in theaters. Mm -hmm. It was a huge deal that Barbie and Oppenheimer over the summer waited so long. People kept saying, when are they going to go on streaming? When are they going streaming? And it's so funny, it's less than six months. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that I've been waiting for Barbie to come to Max. It's still (laughs) only for pay. They said it was going to come and it's still not there. (laughs) I saw Barbie in theaters and I've bought it. And I I own the CD of the soundtrack. Max is my most expensive streaming service. So if it's going to be on Max, I'm not paying for it. (laughs) that's fair but I haven't seen it yet so so yeah it's this totally different era which I think is so interesting as we go through these to see what's changing it's not just the technology it's this whole cultural shift away from Friday night watching a movie with my family because we only have one television to uh, this was meant to be more of downloaded for your kids to watch or maybe watching it as a whole family but like we said this was more geared towards kids but even then it was not like oh this is only geared towards the families with cable the families who are at home on Saturday watching movie as opposed to going to see movies in the theaters everyone has streaming this was I mean this premieres around the world now this is for billions right of kids and what was interesting to me and and I know it's it probably has its own algorithm uh and whatnot but I had to look for it a little bit on Disney plus and I went to watch it only probably two days after it had been on the platform so they weren't even you know heavily advertising it on the platform that that is a good point I yeah I had to type like NAU to get it to pop up I I got it uh in the new to Disney plus you know that Mm -hmm. that bar uh but it was on you know the the third scroll so it was not, you know, it was not a highlighted movie. And um, it'll be interesting. I, I think that's something that we should keep track of as we're going through our decoms to see if they start advertising right. uh, more decoms in the algorithm. So, yeah, so this is really exciting. And so we had this 2023 movie. We are going to get another holiday classic uh, next week. And what are we watching next week, Kelsey? The Ultimate Christmas Present with um, Brenda Song, who is a big Disney Channel star. Yeah, High School Musical, uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, uh, Wendy Wu. Brenda's song is not in High School Musical. No, you're right. She was in... But yes, Sweet Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and she was Wendy Wu. Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior. There we go. Okay, thank you. I don't know who I was confusing her with. So it was great. Uh, So this is Go Big or Go Decom. You can find us pretty much anywhere where you watch podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, or listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also watch us on YouTube if you so desire. And you can follow us, get the podcast right to your email inbox at orgodecom.substack.com. We're not currently doing an email list, but maybe we should eventually. Yeah. I'd like to do some fun little newsletters. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll see you next week for the ultimate Christmas present. And Kelsey, who are we? I'm Kelsey Bowman. I'm CeCe Ciccone, and this was Go Big or Go Decom. See you next week. Thanks.